Blog Talk Radio. Buffalo, yes. New York. And the 
late great Duke Ellington recorded. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'll take a chance to pronounce his name, but Blue <laughs> Sergei or Serge Sergei in 1941. Oh. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I pronounced that that uh, yeah I, I can't help you with not, that one. I, yeah, it's so. out of my it's out of my depth, uh, Greg. Uh, so some important yeah. stuff going on. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen um, um, Ellington talk about how to snap your fingers. Have you ever seen that clip uh, where he spends about three minutes teaching people how to how to keep the beat properly without being clumsy or garish or uh, out of meter? And it's really it's it's just pure Duke Ellington. If he, he's such an elegant man, <laughs> yes, yes, he was. Indeed. Yeah. And, and it makes makes all the difference how you do it, you know. He was like he said. He I consider uh, playing ahead of the beat to be garish. He said. <laughs> he felt like yeah. he would it don't mean a thing if they don't that. have that swing. That's right. Yeah. They say he said he's yeah. always just the, the, the touch behind, just like just a, a, a whisker behind, and uh, he said you, you have a chance to find in that pocket. So, uh, uh, Greg, uh, help me understand this. I'm going to read some stuff, and this is uh, as much for me as it is maybe some in our audience. But, um, you know, stride, uh, jazz, piano, uh, often called stride, uh, arose from ragtime players. It was, um, you know, people like uh, Fats Waller and uh, uh, those uh, types of folks. Uh, Scott Joplin was another one that used this technique. And basically it employed the left hand. Uh, from ragtime, as, as I mentioned, uh, and and it helped, you know, sort of increase the, the range of the piano uh, and, and facilitated, you know, fast tempos. And, you know, of course, the, the right hand could have been doing all kinds of things. But it comes from the idea that uh, the pianist's left hand uh, strides across the piano. The left hand characteristically plays a four-beat pulse with a single bass note, octave, uh, major seventh, minor seventh, uh, or major tenth interval on the first and third beats, and a chord on the second and fourth beats. Uh, Greg, now you're the musician here. Can can you uh, can you unwrap any of that for me? What does that mean? Yeah, uh, well, just uh, uh, exactly how it says. You have your left hand, or pianist with their left hand, would play uh, yeah. the various bass notes on. If you're one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, on the yep. first and the third beat, that's where you would hear your bass note. And then the same hand would play chords on the third, uh, the second and fourth beat. So yes, uh, just just to be able to 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 think about that is uh, incredible. And then the 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 fast tempos that they would do these, like people like. Uh, uh, well, you said Oscar Peterson and and and, and James P. Johnson and Willie uh, the Lion Smith. That's that they yes. were unbelievable at that plan. And then your right hand would uh, improvise, so that took great dexterity and and uh, just just incredible uh, technique and a style of playing that uh, uh, you don't hear too, too often today. Uh, uh, but it's just incredible. So that's exactly, you know, the idea without getting too too technical. So you you hear? Yeah, it. I think yeah, I think you know what you're talking about. Well, I I I do now. I do now. I understand it better. Uh, and then that there's a whole right hand going off and playing all kinds of, you know, complicated, uh, uh, you know, improvisational licks and. Uh, it, it, you know, you hear it um, to, to one extent or another in all all of the players, maybe except for some of the free jazz guys. But uh, certainly in Peterson's game, you will hear Fats Waller and uh, Willie the Lion Smith and others that you mentioned, uh, and uh, certainly uh, Monty Alexander. They both say that, uh, yeah, absolutely, we were influenced by Tatum. So again, it's this it's this building of uh, style and um, musical uh, advancement, and uh, and aren't we all lucky to have had it? 
Um, I want to play one for you. In fact, I'm going to dedicate this one to you, Greg. This is a good example of uh, stride-style piano, and this is uh, the great, late, great Fats Waller. Who's that walking around here? Baby powder, baby elephant powder, that's what I calls it. Say, up in Harlem, at a table for two, there were four of us, me, your big feet, and you. From your ankle up, I'll say you sure are sweet. From that down, there's just too much feet. Yes, your feet too big. Don't want you cause your feet's too big. Can't use you cause your feet's too big. I really hate you cause your feet's too big. Where'd you get them? Your girl, she likes you. She thinks you're nice. Got what takes to be in paradise. She said she likes your face, she likes your rig. Man, oh man, them things are too big. Oh, your feet too big. Don't want you cause your feet's too big. Mad at you cause your feet's too big. I hate you cause your feet's too big. dedication to my man G Rock. Oh, uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I, thank you. I forget that's, I forget how we... I need it. <laughs> yeah, that is the great Fats Waller and man, he seems like he means it. He's too damn big, he says. I hate yeah. you because your feet's too big. Those gunboats. <laughs> the best but what's the the best lyric to me is uh you, you, your feet are so colossal, I thought you were a fossil. <laughs> <laughs> how, how great is that? Oh my God, I can't get enough. Uh, I love that stuff, and that was, you know, that was recorded ages ago. But that stride piano, friends, that's what we're going to be talking about here. Particularly with, uh, you'll hear more of that, uh, that that rhythmic, that uh, that um, uh, you know, bass note interplay uh, in uh, Tatum's game, Art Tatum, that is. And we're going to play a couple in a row here. Uh, I've got uh, T for two, which. Uh, uh, one of my mom's favorites, and uh, I've got the world on a string. So we're going to play those back-to-back. But first, a little history on uh, Art Tatum. you have any recollections of Art Tatum, uh, Greg? Ask that question one more time. Uh, uh, any any uh, recollections of Art Art Tatum? Uh, I, I, you know, he was alive, I think, when uh, it looks to me like he died uh, in the 50s. Now, it would have been probably just before us, uh, his death, but – uh, I imagine you've heard uh, some of his uh, uh, music over the years. Um, 
and visually impaired, like like uh, like Chris right, Corbin right. from uh, from from your band. Uh, it, it, but boy, it didn't didn't hold him back not one damn bit, and he. Uh, you know, really uh, developed a style of play and uh, uh, made a lot of very important music. And, uh, um, you know, he, he, he is uh, uh, the, the, basically the, the way paver for people like Bud Powell and Oscar Peterson and Monty Alexander and almost all of them, I think, would give him at least partial uh, credit. But uh, um, a, a wonderful player, and I, I'm going to give him a a little taste of this. So uh, we've got one here, as I say, called T for Two, and then we'll play that. uh, Right behind that, we'll play I've Got the World on a String. Two wonderful songs. Yeah. Thank you. 
Greg, that phrasing, those flourishes, it sounds like five pianos to me, doesn't it? That was just one man, right? That was one guy at the keyboard, you know, just doing his thing and uh, delicious, just delicious stuff. Um, so, yeah, he was he was known for, for you know, those types of, uh, you know, dramatic runs and uh, endless ideas. I don't know if you, if you noticed or not, but it seemed like about a minute before the end of that last song, uh, he, he appeared to be wrapping it up, and I think he got an idea, and he went around again, and it was just it was, it was yeah. a great way to f- finish it off, and uh, just great stuff. So you can and see so why. I was, uh, uh, well, not to interrupt you, I was a big, big Oscar Peterson fan uh, when I was, uh, because of my dad, when I was uh, growing up. So uh, what I heard about Art Tatum was, you know, what Oscar Peterson was saying. And then I decided to uh, let me just go investigate myself. And, and just you could hear uh, exactly like where Oscar Peterson got uh, a lot of his style from. Yep. And then also uh, the great uh, Johnny O'Neill uh, in the movie oh, Ray. Yeah. Uh, he played uh, Art, uh, uh, he played the part of Art Tatum, but that was uh, mm-hmm. Johnny O'Neill like really planned. Uh, it wasn't like Art no Tatum kidding. and Johnny O'Neill was faking. He was really planned. Uh, 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 what Arcadia was 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 known for, and that's just incredible. And the and, and have then to the watch age, that like he went, yeah, and the age, like he was when Arcadia first started, uh, he had his own uh, uh, he had his own radio show, and and he was uh, uh, just playing tremendous things, and he was only sixteen years old at that you know at that time. It was just just unbelievable to just shake your head. There's just nothing. Just I can't come up with any words uh, what what you just played. Sure makes just you believe in, in God given talent or, or something. I mean that's that's otherworldly. That stuff died at forty seven, uh, blind from birth as as we mentioned, and uh, you know, won a won a Grammy uh, after his, his death. I mean, you think about with the current system, he he'd have had a, a room full of them, um, I, I suspect. But uh, I love I love the way that jazz artists uh, you know pay tribute to to people that they've they've clearly borrowed from, and I think that's you know all but is all art imitation. Uh, I think it's said, and uh, and you can hear it. Uh, the reason we picked these three artists is not only are they I think the best three in my opinion, uh, but but they they. Uh, you know, can, you can hear uh, little bits and pieces of Tatum in uh, in Oscar's game, and certainly in Monty's game. Uh, it seems even more pronounced in uh, in, in Oscar Peterson's um, style. Uh, so you know, you expect some drifting a little bit as you know one generation passes the torch to the next, Greg. But uh, they all pay tribute to uh, to Tatum in one way or another. Uh, so I want to oh, yeah. shift gears here and get into get into the work of uh, Canadian-born Oscar Peterson. Uh, back in 1925, he uh, moved here uh, to the states, and uh, where he appeared in uh, one of jazz promoters' uh, concerts at Carnegie Hall, and his career just just took off. He, he's worked with everybody, as you might might imagine. But the Oscar Peterson trio. Uh, I'd bet $100 you've got more than one of those in your record collection, um, uh, bass, Ray Brown, Herb Ellis uh, on guitar, and uh, when Ellis uh, left the, the band, Thigpen oh, yeah. came in and he added added a drummer. But, uh, yeah, wonderful, wonderful stuff. And uh, I never get tired of it. I guess that's one of the things they say about great music is you don't, you don't fatigue from it. You find a, a something new just about every time. Uh, my my brother and I used to. Uh, he's gone now, but we used to we used to sit quietly and listen to this next one, and just just come up with all kinds of you know little different takeaways. And uh, I want people, if, if you would or if you care to, uh, listen for the, the the comping that Peterson does on this one in the last 
uh, say third of the uh, third of the song, just very gentle, quiet comping that couldn't be more tasteful and inviting to his bandmates. Uh, this one's called um, uh, Monin, uh, Greg. You know that song, uh, the old Art, Art Blakely and the Jazz Messengers tune. I think they recorded it back in uh, 59 in the year that I was born. But uh, this is a live, what makes it even more amazing to me is that this was captured in a live performance. So this was, you know, there was no, there was no safety net uh, when this beautiful stuff was being played. Uh, Moaning by Oscar Peterson.
Wowie. Uh, such eloquence, uh, Greg, uh, and, and the, the unselfishness as he, um, you know, worked with the bass in that one uh, section. Uh, a superhuman almost, and, and no two laps the same when, when he uh, took after a, uh, a song. Uh, and how about that rhythm section? Oh, my God, you've got you've to be digging that, I bet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, do you remember when uh, Oscar Peterson had his own television show? It was called the I uh, do. Oscar Peterson Show. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you yep, remember? I yeah, do. Yeah. I, 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 and I tell you, I, I remember, uh, I remember that, and I remember uh, an interview he did with uh, with Dick Cavett, Dick Cavett, where he was trying to kind of explain himself stylistically, and uh, Cavett seemed to be asking good questions. But uh, you know, he quite an ambassador. I mean, he uh, sold a lot of records, and he uh, arguably had the best, uh, the best of everything in terms of bass players and drum players, and. Uh, guitar players. I mean, he, he could pretty much pick from pick from the litter, but uh, that's a good example right there. And uh, as people in our audience uh, care to explore his work, I think you will find wonderful consistency. Um, he does uh, albums, uh, one featuring the the songs of uh, Jerome Kern. One uh, he does only Cole Porter tunes. He does a bunch of tunes that were popularized by uh, Sinatra. Uh, so he uh, has, you know, probably a hundred albums out there from you to pick from. So uh, no shortage of uh, Oscar Peterson content. I, I had occasion to see him a couple of times, Greg, the last time uh, was after he suffered a stroke in, in 06. Oh, yeah. Um, but he continued to, to perform, um, uh, and, and he was, uh, honest to Pete, I couldn't hear him missing a beat. I'd seen him pre-stroke, and then I saw him after the stroke, and it was his left hand. We've been talking about the, the, the stride uh, aspects of that left hand. Uh, I know it took a lot of work, but I'll tell you, I didn't, I didn't see that he'd lost even a beat. He seemed to pick right up where he left off. Saw him over at, uh, at Ravinia, which uh, some in this audience will, will know. Um, well, uh, Greg, uh, let's do this. Let's a uh, little palate cleanser here, and then we'll uh, get into some of Monty Alexander's work. He is the uh, Jamaican boy wonder, and, uh, and I think you will hear – uh, some Tatum, and you'll hear some Peterson in his game, but in a very uh, fresh and interesting way. So uh, stay listening, folks. And now a quick word from our sponsors. Stay tuned. If you dig what you're hearing, friends, why not pick up some Jazz Mill and Soul Message Band merchandise? High-quality mugs and tees that are certain to make you the happiest cat around. Just take out your phone, ease on over to thejazzmill.net, click on the swag tab, and get your order down. It's quick, it's simple, it's safe, and your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. For some sales, help jazz musicians against cancer, the Multiple Sclerosis Association of America, and the ASPCA. Welcome back for more great music and lively discussion on the Jazz Mill with your host, Scott Henderson. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Folks, we're discussing uh, three of the great uh, pianists of uh, my lifetime, our lifetimes, uh, that all have aspects of the stride style in their game. And, uh, you know, one of the ones, the only living one, uh, sadly, uh, is a guy that uh, is still touring actively. Uh, some of you will know Monty Alexander. He's in every top three or top five list of you know greatest pianists ever. Uh, but he has kind of an interesting journey. Um, Jamaican-born, um, he uh, has been playing festivals abroad and all over. I guess he, he has the record. He's appeared at Montreux uh, 23 times since 1976 or something. And uh, a real ambassador, and he's another one that I had uh, the good fortune of being able to see uh, several times, and um, he's just a perfect gentleman, and he's got this wonderful Jamaican accent, and uh, he's the whole package. Uh, Greg, I once saw him, uh, and you'll hear an example of this when we when we play one of his here in a second. Um, he, he was wonderful at building drama. Uh, he would he would tease you, tease you, tease you, and just get you to the point where 
you know, you better resolve this soon or I'm going to go nuts. And, uh, and, and, and he would do that over and over again. And there's a real knack to that to not be, you know, garish about it. And, uh, he had, he had a sense for where those lines were, but, uh, I sat up close at, uh, at the, the jazz showcase one time, just, just watching his hands and watching him, you know, do his magic. And, uh, he was a trickster too. I remember he had, uh, uh, a guy named George Flautus on uh, bass and uh, a good little drummer. I forget his name, but anyway, uh, he was calling out uh, key changes. I mean, just for the hell of it. I got the sense that he was just testing these guys. And uh, he went through five or four or five key changes just to, just to see if these guys could, could, could make sense of it. And, uh, and they were great. I mean, he was playing with some really good players, but um he to punctuate the ending of one particular song. Uh, I saw this in person. Uh, he uh, balled up his fists, and, and the last chord of the song he really wanted to emphasize. He he banged banged the piano strategically, and sounded out this beautifully fitting chord that he played with his fist. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, <laughs> never yeah. saw it. Never saw anything like it. But you know, he ain't afraid of that piano. I'll tell you that. Uh, I once saw him break a. He broke a string on a piano too, which is not easy to do. But I think you'll you'll hear uh, one of the things I notice about all three of these guys is the uh, certainty in their fingers. I mean, you can just hear how sure they are of where they're going. And that's, you know, that's talent and that's practice. And that's just, uh, you know, one of those gifts that uh, they, they happen to have. But I, I've had a hard time trying to figure out which two tunes to, to, to play here by, by Monty. But um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start you off with one uh, here uh, on, on a clear day, which is one of my uh, personal favorites. Mm-hmm. Okay.
Greg, you may not have heard much of him uh, before now, but uh, your thoughts on that? Oscar, P- I mean, uh, Monty Alexander, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know his game. I, I, matter of fact, I've got that recording that you're, that you're playing. But, uh, yeah, 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 uh, Monty Alexander. Uh, and then when I heard him, uh, of course, I thought of uh, Oscar Peterson, but just, man, swinging, swinging. How can uh, uh, those are my totally you feel yeah, the rise playing. and the fall and the setting it up and the resolving. And, uh, you know, that was circa from an album called Love and Sunshine. You may have it under a different uh, title, but uh, originally it was released as Love and Sunshine. And my brother uh, always said, he said, if he had two records to carry with him uh, to go to a desert island for the rest of his days, this would be one of them and maybe Asia the other. But uh, John Clayton on bass, uh, Jeff Hamilton on drums, and a guy named Ernest Wranglin uh, on, Wrangling, on guitar. Wrangling, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just uh-huh. a kill, killer player. 74. Uh, so that you know, that's going way back to, hell, my first year in, in, uh, in, in high school. <laughs> that's hard to believe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's good, good stuff, man. And uh, like Peterson and like Tatum. Uh, so fresh, never out of ideas, and they just don't get tangled up, and they don't, they don't drift off. We haven't talked too much about, uh, you know, drifting too far from the from the melody, which I think is where some people lose lose jazz. Uh, you know, they can't hear it anymore, and, and or, or the rhythm changes, and it just they, they can't tap their toe. And and, uh, and I I put myself in that category to some extent. I'm hoping. Next week's show, uh, Greg, will open my ears a little bit to some of the free jazz that, uh, you know, we're going to feature. We're going to be talking about uh, Monk and uh, 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 Ahmad Jamal and uh, uh, Chick Corea and Herbie Hancock and some of the other, you know, what I would call, uh, you know, free jazz players, certainly more uh, avant-garde than, than what you're hearing today. So we thought we wouldn't uh, blend the two, we would treat them as, you know, separate discussions. And uh, I'm going to need you next week, Greg, to to help me make uh, sense of it. And I bet you'll help some of our listeners too, uh, to you know, to find the to to find the pattern. Uh, and some of this music takes a skilled ear, and, and in some instances, I think it even takes you know some command of, of music music theory. Uh, which, you know, uh, once you get it, it's a lot of fun to know those things because you can enjoy it on other uh, on another layer. So, well, uh, that's uh, that's kind of what I had in mind, uh, Greg, in terms of p- playing music. We'll play one more of Monty's on the way out. It's a, it's a Charlie Parker tune. But uh, this, this mailbag that uh, uh, we invite people to uh, send their comments, their, their uh, const- constructive criticism, uh, uh, we'll say whatever you want. I mean, uh, we we appreciate it. It tells us you're you're listening, and uh, thank goodness uh, that that we are seeing wonderful listenership. People are are, are sticking with us, Greg. We've got uh, 47 different countries uh, where we have some listenership, and uh, you know, Blog Talk is just so happy with uh, with our week in and week out figures. Uh, they, they call us one of their hottest shows, and and uh, uh, that's thanks to our listeners and. Uh, and, and telling people, I hope folks will uh, tell people, uh, you know, what they're hearing here and the value. If they are finding value in it, tell them that, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll uh, turn some new ears on to this wonderful genre of music. And uh, if enough people listen, I promise not to do uh, any more lame impersonations. Uh, but uh, right, <laughs> hey, right to the mailbag, uh, Greg. Tammy from Winnipeg. She wants to. She wants to know. She asks if asks us both if pineapple belongs on a pizza. What do you say? <laughs> I say uh, no, as far as I'm concerned. But whatever floats your boat. But not for me. Not, not, yeah, not for I'm me. No, no pineapple on pizza for me. You can keep the fish <laughs> off of there, too. I'll take pepperoni and sausage. Thank you very much. Um, uh, Greg in New Jersey. Greg in New Jersey wants to know if, if the Soul Message Band has any new music planned. Anything coming out on the horizon, uh, Greg? Yes. Uh, we're getting ready to go. We're preparing now. We're going in the studio uh, in at the end of March, early April. So actually, we'll have a a, a cup a couple of uh, 
new projects uh, coming out. And uh, one with uh, that's uh, kind of different for for Soul Message to do, but uh, a possible collaboration with a uh, 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 blues guy, uh, which he can do other stuff, and we also can play what he does. Oh, very a cool. guy named Jimmy Burns. So uh, that's in very the works. Cool. So, yep. So we well, have there's stuff coming. Thank you for asking. That's uh, yeah, outstanding. Talk if you would while we've got you uh, about the performance schedule and uh, uh, where, where, where are you going to be? I know this is starting into what I guess is sort of a busy time of the year for you. Yeah, actually, to as uh, soon as I hang up, uh, more on my way to the city. Uh, we play at the Winters uh, Jazz Club tonight and yeah. uh, Friday. Uh, Friday, which is uh, it, like. Man, the guy upstairs looks out for us. Uh, we're <laughs> off. We're off tomorrow while the snowstorm is coming to Chicago, and then on Friday we take off and we play at the Arts and Literature Lab in Madison, Wisconsin. And oh, very Saturday cool. At uh, the forty-one fourteen Club in Waukegan, and then Sunday. Yep. Uh, at back at the Green Mill uh, on Sunday, mill. so that's, yeah, it's a busy yeah, and which yeah, we're 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 kind of busy this week, but they're gonna flip that snowstorm in on Thursday, so uh, yeah, you'll be you'll be uh, dug out by then, then, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, by Friday, we we should be, but uh, also uh, next week, which uh, I'm writing in this uh, in the schedule, uh, and I'm gonna talk to you about it, but we have to go. Uh, tackle some 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 barbecue so we'll we'll talk yeah, about that do. later <laughs> we sure do don't think it's not on yeah. my mind uh, i drove by right. there the other day it was everything i could do i said now now i'm, I'm going to make myself wait for when i can enjoy it with uh with, with greg and his wife and we can have a nice time of it we're talking about uh big edge barbecue here in uh uh, beautiful uh, Waukegan, Illinois. They got the best queue uh, on the planet, in my opinion. Fast and friendly and affordable. It's just outstanding. And I know a little thing about barbecue, Greg. Uh, you know, you take your you take your food advice from a fat man, and I am a decidedly a fat man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever trust a skinny man with uh, with 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 your restaurant choices. Well, Greg, thanks, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate you doing what you do. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll do it again next week. And as I say, we're going to feature the, the freestyle pianists of jazz, and I think that'll be a, a real interesting contrast to what you've uh, what you've just heard. Uh, we're going to play folks out uh, with uh, one more from Monty, uh, the Charlie Parker uh, song. Greg, now, now is the time. And I'll, time. I'll, I'll, and I'll invite people to uh, take a peek. Uh, that, that one actually has lyrics. Did you know that that came with lyrics uh, initially? You know, I I don't know if I did. I don't think so. Uh, uh, I'll just yeah, check. Did John John Hendricks write those lyrics or something? I don't know. I don't let remember. Me let me let me let me see. If you knew if you knew that, I'm gonna I'm gonna just uh, I'm uh, sure. bow down bow down to you. Produced by View Credit. Yeah, I, I I'll send you this link. I'm sure I'm sure the the uh, the, the lyricist is in there. But uh, yeah, they're they're cute lyrics and what a great tune, uh, Charlie Charlie Parker uh, at the height of his powers, uh, arguably. Yeah. So we're gonna play that here in a second. Uh, thanks again, Greg. Safe travels tonight. And, Thank uh, you. And, and uh, let's get up. Let's, let's get that barbecue in, man. Maybe next week it'll all be right. fit for all of us. Remember, folks, if your neighbor has wind chimes, you, too, have wind chimes. Have a wonderful week. Thanks, as always, for listening. Much love. 